Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday before Liverpool play West Ham United tomorrow in the Premier League. A 5.30 kickoff at Anfield. It should be a good one. Before we get to that, the FA Cup draw was made last night and Liverpool will travel to either Nottingham Forest or Huddersfield in the FA Cup quarterfinal. Those two teams will play on Monday night in their FA Cup fifth round tie. And despite that game being at the city ground, you probably have to make Huddersfield favourites. Just considering recent form, they've won their last three in a row. They're unbeaten in five in the championship. They're up to third in the championship. Now, admittedly, they've played more games than anyone else, but they're still on a good run. Whereas with Forest, it's one win from the last three, two from the last five. They're ninth in the league. They do have a couple of games in hand and perhaps... They can climb their way back into the playoff positions. And we know that they've had a massive turnaround. There's been a huge turnaround since Steve Cooper went there and took over from Chris Hewton. This was a team that were going absolutely nowhere. And now they've been one of the better teams in the championship since probably the middle of October. Uh, It took Cooper a little bit of time to get his methods across, but they've really turned things around. And even, to be fair, from the middle of September on, their record's quite good. They've only lost four games in the league under Cooper, having lost six of their first seven, which uh, wasn't ideal. They were nailed to the bottom of the table. He's had them as high as sixth. He is, of course, a former Liverpool academy coach and is very very highly thought of he's definitely one of the brighter and better young coaches in the country everybody knows he did a 
a good job with Swansea, got them into the playoffs twice, despite having to patch together a team full of uh, loan players. He was linked to Premier League jobs in the summer. It was a little bit of a surprise he didn't get one. But, you know, when you look at Swansea this season under Russell Martin, who again came in very highly regarded, Swansea sits 17th. Things are not going well for them. They've got some games in hand. Maybe they can raise their league position a little bit, but things haven't gone well for Swansea this season. Whereas at Forest and Scooper took over, they've been really good. So it could be them, or like I say, it could be Huddersfield. And Huddersfield, under Corboran, who's a former assistant of um, Marcelo Bielsa, he was the, the first team coach and manager of the under-23s there. He's done a great job. Now, I thought they made a mistake a couple of seasons ago when they moved on from Danny Cowley. And last season, they finished 20th in the championship, and it looked like they had make, made a mistake. But this year, they've turned things around. And they've got a couple of very good players in that squad. Tino Andrin, in on loan from Chelsea. He figures to be a big player for them across the back end of the season. Rolando Ahrens, everybody will remember him from Newcastle. Lewis O'Brien, young English midfielder who came through their academy. He's very highly regarded. Carol Eiting, who was at Ajax, was talked of as the next big thing at Ajax when he was 16, 17. Didn't work for him, went to Genk, found his way to Huddersfield. But the real star in this team is at centre-back. Levi Colwell, young centre-back in on loan from Chelsea. Incredible talent. Absolutely incredible talent. And he's one to keep an eye on for sure. He's one that could have a massive future, both for Chelsea or elsewhere if they're silly enough to let him go, and for England. He's already playing for the England under-19s regularly, so... His path is fairly clear. Uh, this Huddersfield team is good. There's other players you'll know. Jordan Rhodes. Fraser Campbell is still knocking about. It's massively changed from the Huddersfield we'll remember from the Premier League, though. There's not a whole lot left. In fact, going up and down their squad list, there's nobody really left. And they've been working on a very tight budget. They brought in this past summer 10 to 13 players on permanent moves and four on loan. And of the 13 who arrived on permanent moves, then he paid a fee for one. Tyree Zanussi is a young player who arrived in from Birmingham. I think they paid a couple of hundred grand for him. Everything else was free transfers. So they've been working on a very, very tight budget and it's gone really well. Credit to them. They play good football. They'll be there'll be a bit of a, a challenge if it's them. Uh, Huddersfield will probably be the preferable game for away fans. It's only about what an hour 20 from Liverpool to Huddersfield, whereas Forest is about two hours 15. So Huddersfield would be the preference. Forest, obviously, there's good history there. And we haven't played them in the FA Cup since 1989. So that it would be quite an emotional game if we did play them. Uh, credit to credit to the, the drawing people at the FA, though they managed to keep apart Liverpool, Chelsea, and Manchester City, uh, which 
you know, we won't say too much, but let's let's not pretend that they aren't thrilled at the idea of potentially having maybe a Liverpool Everton semi-final and a Chelsea City semi-final. That could be very nice for them for the coffers. Both those games obviously to be played at Wembley. Uh, right, moving on then to tomorrow. Jurgen Klopp has confirmed that Joel Matip is ruled out of tomorrow's game. Curtis Jones is a doubt, as is Naby Keita. Thiago and Bobby Firmino are both out with the existing injuries. So in all likelihood, Ibu will come in at centre-back. That would be the, the natural thing to happen. He's been outstanding this year and probably is deserving of a starting role anyway. Uh, bizarrely, Joel Matip has been nominated for the Premier League Player of the Month for February. And it seems like a rather odd decision, considering if you look back at the games he's played in the past month, he wasn't particularly good uh, against Norwich. He was poor against Burnley, Veghorst battered him, and he was poor against Leicester. He did get an assist against Leicester. He did score against Leeds, and Leeds is the only league game he played well in for the month. But it's an odd decision considering Van Dijk was clearly better than him over the course of the month. Uh, it's a strange list of players who've been put on this list. Che Adams, Ryan Frazier. I mean, there's been better Newcastle players than Ryan Frazier. Matip, Ben Mee, Wilf Zaha, who again hasn't had a particularly good month, but had a couple, had like one good game. And then Harry Kane. And it does seem like they're very much trying to set it up for Kane to win. Uh, it's a little bit strange to me, though, that Matip is in over Virgil. If a Liverpool player was going to be in, it should have been Virgil. It could have been Fabinho either. Andy Robertson had a good month. Uh, in terms of manager of the month, Mikel Arteta has been nominated, as has Ralph Hasenhutl, as has Eddie Howe, as has Jurgen Klopp. Arteta has won three of three with a plus three goal difference. It's hardly outstanding form. Hasenhutl has won three of four with a draw and the other with a goal difference of plus five. Eddie Howe, exactly the same. Whereas with Kloppo, one four of four and a plus 11 goal difference. Uh, there should be no doubt that Jurgen Klopp is the manager of the month. It can't really go any other way. Uh, in terms of the player of the month, we will, of course, be voting for Joel Matip, regardless of whether he deserves it or not. Who wants it to go to one of these others? You go on the Premier League website and you can vote for your player of choice, Joel Matip, unquestionably the one you should vote for. Uh, we'll just do that now and vote. I'm not a robot. There you go. Your vote has been confirmed. That'll do. Keep voting for Joel. Make sure you vote for Klopp and get them those awards over those other heinous people uh moving on the questions now with the with the midfield for sun uh, saturday 
will be who starts alongside Fabinho. Jordan Henderson's league form has not been good. He did play quite well in the last 30 minutes against Norwich after a fairly mediocre first hour. Uh, He was poor in the cup final and he played okay against Norwich in the cup, but nothing to write home about. But again, that was in the number six position, not as an eight. You would have hoped it could have been Naby and Harvey either side of him. That's unlikely now. So in all likelihood, Henderson starts one side and maybe Oxlade-Chamberlain the other. And of course, the alternative is that Klopp goes with Milderson in midfield, the midfield that just does not work. And uh, if he does, then we're going to need some brilliance out of the front line. You'd expect the front line will be Salah, Mane and Diaz. And as I said, Kanate comes in and the defence stays the same with Alisson in goal. That's what I would expect to be the team for tomorrow with Milderson in midfield because, you know, reasons. But the hope would be that Ox gets the start. Now, I've seen one suggestion that's Harvey on the right of the midfield and Henderson on the left of the midfield. Jordan Henderson has played on the left of our midfield three once in his entire career. It was against Chelsea and it was an absolute abomination. So let's hope we don't see that again. Let's really hope we don't have to see that again. Go with go with Ox and, and Harvey if you want. Harvey on the right, Ox on the left, or go Henderson and Ox, but don't play Henderson on the left. Henderson on the left would actually be worse than Milderson. That, that's where it would be. Worse than Milderson. And nothing in this world should be worse than Milderson. <clears throat> now, on to this is Anfield. There is a piece up here about young James Norris, written by Kiefer MacDonald, uh, about the rising young left-back, what a talent he is, and the blueprint that he has to follow um, with regards to, you know, the quality players ahead of him, Andy Robertson, Costa Simicus, obviously Owen Beck is another very talented left-back on our books as well. So do make sure you have a read of that. It's a really good piece. I don't want to spoil it too much. Kiefer's put a lot of work into it. It's very, very good. Uh, there's a couple of pieces, obviously, about tomorrow's game. Liverpool tipped for a significant rise in revenue as value of Nike deal outlined. Check that one out. There's also, if you're interested, go and check the Swiss Ramble. Uh, his Twitter feed, he's done an in-depth breakdown of our most recent accounts. So you can have a read of those. Um yeah, that's basically where we stand with this is Anfield. On to Liverpool.com. Jurgen Klopp can keep Liverpool promise and give exciting future hint after FA Cup draw. Liverpool's FA Cup draw will allow Jurgen Klopp to rotate his starting 11 and give several exciting youngsters minutes in the quarterfinal. Uh, I, I think it's probably unlikely that he will do that. I think he'll play quite a strong team because Forrest are to be respected as our Huddersfield. And while you might look at them and say championship, we've seen championship sides knock out Premier League sides. Forrest knocked out Arsenal. We've seen Borough knock out United and Spurs. So the idea that Connor Bradley, Kay Gordon or Harvey Blair will start, I think is very unlikely. Tyler Morton might be involved in the squad, but I don't think he will start. I think we'll see 
a fairly strong Liverpool team because when you get to the quarterfinal, you might as well go and try and win it. Uh, three things that will definitely happen to Liverpool if Roman Abramovich sells Chelsea. Uh, this is a piece put together by James Martin. Liverpool could feel the impact of any Chelsea change in ownership. I'll tell you what will happen. The playing field will flatten a little bit. Um, Jurgen Klopp has four reasons to stay at Liverpool as latest comments give contract renewal hope. Yeah, Klopp was asked recently about uh, the potential of staying at Liverpool and said that he didn't know, whereas previously he suggested he would leave. Now he's saying he did, doesn't know. And I would say, if you do take a look at the squad he's built and what he could have here for the next four or five years, why would you leave? Seriously. Like, why would you walk away from that? I get that it's a high-pressure, high-stress job. I get that he puts absolutely everything into it. But you're never going to get this again. Like, you didn't have this at Dortmund. You didn't have this calibre of team at Dortmund. You won two league titles and got to a Champions League final, but never did anybody look at your team, your club and your squad and say, that's the best in the world. They do with us. And he's got the same type of relationship with us that he had with the Dortmund fans. But unless he's going to take the German national job, I can't imagine a job that will suit him better than staying at Liverpool, even if he takes the year out. That's the only job that makes sense. And Hansi Flick is in, in that job. And he's not going to walk away from it just because Jurgen Klopp wants it. He, he will walk away when the time is right for him, but not beforehand. Uh, also on Liverpool.com, Liverpool contract decision expected soon as key summer addition given 80 million valuation. This is for the Media Digest. Uh, Liverpool into two quarterfinals, the under-19s in the UEFA Youth League and the senior team in the FA Cup. Chelsea up for sale. Canate value skyrocketing, apparently. Liverpool now value Canate at north of 80 million. That's according to Fabrizio Romano. What would he know? Seriously. A decision on James Milner's contract is expected soon according to Fabrizio Romano. This man has no insight into Liverpool at all. He's made up, made up a contract offer that the club have given to Milner. It didn't happen. Klopp confirmed it didn't happen. And yet he's still peddling this nonsense. And I don't know what they're called anymore. It's Anfield Watch. It used to be Anfield HQ. They're paying this man to write a column, you might as well go and read the Beano as read what that idiot has to say. Uh, moving on. Uh, Liverpool could have, Liverpool fans could have to rethink entire Jurgen Klopp era as Philippe Coutinho left behind. Divock Origi has been at the club throughout the Jurgen Klopp era. His goal record is surprisingly good, eclipsing that of Philippe Coutinho. Well, Coutinho left four years ago and was a midfielder. You would hope that Divock Origi's goal record has eclipsed him, given he's been here four years longer. 
Trent Alexander-Arnold interest claimed as Stephen Gerrard wants 21 million Liverpool return. More media digest. Uh, la, la, la. What's, what have we got? Uh, Real Madrid are interested in Trent, of course, there. Uh, Ginny Wijnaldum is of interest to Aston Villa. That would actually be a signing that would make sense. Don't know if he'd go there, but it would make sense. Liverpool must plot transfer for Harvey, Harvey Elliott treble. Now Xavi has found new Andreas Iniesta. Liverpool could have three of Europe's top team talents on their hands if Harvey Elliott is joined by the man Xavi has dubbed the heir to Andreas Iniesta. We're not going to sign Pedri. Pedri's buyout is 500 million or something ridiculous. So we're not going to sign him. Uh, so this is entirely foolish. You've written a whole article, Mr. Martin, on something that's never going to happen. Luis Diaz has already re- surpassed Raheem Sterling with remarkable debut. Um, okay, we'll move on. And finally, AnfieldIndex.com. There is a couple of new pieces up, some observations from the cup game against Norwich. There is the latest bits from the Under Pressure podcast Dan Rhodes has put together. There's a new AI Pro Plus Super League debate. Dan Rhodes and Simon uh, Simon Brundish having a chat about the Super League. There's an, another old school, two this week. Um, myself and Gags back together again. We had a bit of a chat about Tacky and the Chelsea sale and a few other things. So give that one a listen. There's a new AI scouted where we previewed the West Ham game. There will not be a rival recon this week because Harry Sethi is off living the jet set life. But Mo Chatra has a money talks coming. And there are rumors, rumors that an Anfield Index podcast will be recorded tonight with Trev Downey, Lisa Marie, Cam and whoever else jumps on with them. But that is it. That is me. Enjoy your weekends. Take care of yourselves. And I will speak to you Monday. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.